Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Dark Dry Drew here on this Thursday, November 15th, 4 p.m. New York time. That's uh, 1 p.m. Los Angeles time, 9 p.m. London time, 8 a.m. Sydney, Australia time. Hello, Sydney, Australia. We hope you're doing well. And uh, we are off and running a little bit later than normal today. I ran into some traffic. I was out and about before today's podcast. And uh, you know how it is, Drew, when the traffic gets going, it just doesn't go as <laughs> fast as you want it to go but that's all right got through it we're here we're ready to go and uh, i'm here to say how you doing what's happening i'm doing well i've been uh just continuing to try and align each aspect of my life with the path that i think is right for me so that's the way to do it for sure yeah a slow, it's a slow burn because I, I actually had a conversation with my, my best friend last night didn't talk to him for a while, mm. and he's in Europe now, oh. Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. And we spent about an hour and a half talking about like different pieces of advice, and then kind of like, like how simple most advice is when you hear it. Oh yeah, but that the application of it can take years to mm-hmm. even begin to really comprehend what it means, even simple things. Oh, especially simple things. I mean, we're talking about the law of attraction. Yeah. I've been doing this podcast for six years. The law of attraction is one of the most simple concepts in the world, but there are so many different ways to understand and go after it that I, I'm still doing it six years later, and I expect to do it six years from now because it's very in-depth. It's simple, but it's in-depth. Yeah, 100%. And that's, that's sort of he, – he and I were both realizing things about, like, wow, you know, it's, a lot of this is so – because when you hear it, it makes sense. Like, the, mm-hmm. don't be spin like a pretty simple one. And yeah. like the actual application of that is like, oh, you know, buy buy your friend this, or mm-hmm. you know, be more willing to take family out or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of all the more far-reaching, uh, the subtle moments and all of that that kind of builds up over time. Right. So that's what I've been looking at. Like, it's just like, and then also I guess. Um, the sort of perceptions I have of certain things and like asking where did I get that idea from mm-hmm. and looking back like so someone told me this when I was a child and whether or not it's true yeah well now I can go back and decide very true yeah and that's one of the nice things about uh, learning to be a deliberate creator you learn how you can essentially rewrite your own history which sounds pretty strange the first time you hear that concept but it has very practical benefits to do it because when you change the way you remember your history, it changes the way you feel about your history. And when you change the way you feel about your history, it changes the way you feel about your present, which is really what it's all about anyway, changing you know, and, and getting into that better place where you are right now. Because I mean, we can't really do anything about the past. It's in the past in, in the sense of... Uh, you know, changing that something didn't happen the way we wanted it to or something happened that we didn't want to have happen. Um, but we can change the way we think about it and the way we feel about it. And that's pretty powerful. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, that's a very good way of putting it. I, I definitely have been kind of reframing some of my, uh, because, of, because the emotions that you attach to stuff in the past, <laughs> Like, I might think, oh, this was, like, a negative period of my life. But it's like, no, there, there are a lot of positives that happened in there. And a lot of things that, that taught me things that I wouldn't have learned any other way, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was, a, even if it was good or bad, it was still important in the learning process. And so kind of coming to terms with that, you know. It's a funny thing how we go through life and we have a number of disparate, you know, seemingly disconnected things happen to us some of which, many of which perhaps we don't like, or many of which are things that we just didn't happen at all, but we learn things out of them. And then later on in life, all of a sudden we find all these little pieces fitting together for one particular kind of thing that we want to do. And it's like, wow, I drew all these skill sets together in ways that I never would have expected. And here I am able to do X, whatever X is. I never could have done X without all that. So you're right. I mean, you never know exactly how it's going to work out, but it inevitably makes you stronger and it makes you able to rebound better whenever things don't go your way, which is very powerful. I mean, uh, the best stories I've ever heard were people who struggled in life in various ways and how those struggles 
ended up leading them to being stronger and more vibrant and more resilient people. Yeah, I definitely, I can mm-hmm. agree with that 100%. Yeah. Uh, especially because struggling often means you spend a lot of time alone, uh, at least in some capacity, alone with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And when, when things are going well, I don't think you are kind of forced to learn quite the same, you know. Like you can still expand upon your skill set and improve your life, but like when things are not going well, that's that's kind of the prime time. Yeah, Joel Elston, who does the Thursday morning show with me, um, likes to say, check around to see if you're a comfort zone, and if you're in it, get out of it, <laughs> because you're not going to get anything out of being in the comfort zone. you got to be outside of it before the good stuff happens, which is uh, not the way we normally think about things, but it really is true. And it raises the question that we raised for today's topic. Today's topic is what's holding you back. And that it's a fairly broad topic, right? It can cover a lot of things, but in general, it kind of, it kind of looks like the umbrella that covers all of the different aspects of what frustrates us. Those of us particularly who are trying to use the law of attraction in our lives, or even those of us who aren't even aware of it, but they're just trying to deal with stuff, um, and not getting to the place we want to get to. What's holding us back? What's holding us back? That's always the question. What, you know, why can't I get there? Why isn't this working out for me? Why am I not getting where I want to get to? It's, it's uh, probably the most common question in life. When, when's it going to show up? When's it going to happen? Yeah, and that's a kind of yeah, and it, I guess it varies with everything. That's sort of a tough one to address. Sort of, yeah. Okay, where, where do you even start with that? I know the example for me lately is that I was I tried a few of the dating apps because I'm like, all right, like my friend recommended it, mm-hmm. and, and it was just. I, we talked about dating a bit on one of the other episodes, but it was a pretty overall like negative experience. Like every being flaked on eight different people, like eh, all right, I don't think I'm gonna stick with this. And so for me, it's like why can't I uh, find anyone my age that I can like relate to on an emotional level? Mm-hmm. And I think, but that, but then thinking about it is like, that's a problem I've literally had my entire life. Like I, I had a couple of friends in elementary school, a couple of friends in middle school, a couple of friends in high school, same in college. And so kind of just like taking a step back and being like, this is how it's always been. Like you can't, you can't rush things that involve other people. Well, actually what you have there is, is, is one of those great opportunities. We were just talking about it, how you can rewrite your life. You can rewrite your past and so forth. Well, here's a way you can rewrite that past. I mean, you have you, you just described how it's the same pattern that has happened over and over and over again, right? Yeah. And, of course, the longer you keep talking about, well, that's the same path that happens over and over again, the more the law of attraction says, okay, Drew just ordered more of the same. Let's send him more of the same, <laughs> which is not what you really want. you know. So it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to say, okay, how can I turn that around? So let me kind of throw that in your face. How can you turn that around? What? How can you... Think about it differently. How can you pivot around sort of and think about it differently so that you're no longer giving yourself the same message, I can't find anybody to talk to who I can really relate to or whatever your message was? Um, I mean, lately it's been – well, I, I, real, I was trying to think of all the, the most important people. How did I meet them? And almost all of those, like, spontaneous, mm-hmm. just random kind of happenstance. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to go out. So I'm gonna, one of the, I always wanted to learn how to dance, and so I'm going to try swing dancing sometimes. Then. Oh, that's let me tell you, it's the, great. It's so much fun. That's what. That's my favorite form yeah. of dance. Yeah. I, I did swing dancing for 10 years. It's great. Absolutely fabulous. So that that's, that, is a, that is a more kind of uh, tangible approach. I guess the more abstract one would be kind of like, my mom even said that she's like, write down, you know, what are you looking for in other people? Because mm-hmm. so, I, I asked, I'm like, you know what? I want to find someone to make films with. And literally the next day, I had this person walk into my life, and they're like, "I saw your short film, and I want to make films with you." And I'm like, really? And they're like, "Yeah, it was bizarre." And they're like, "If if that's the kind of film you'll make, I know that you're you're down to make anything." And I'm like, "Well, you're right there." So. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, that was pretty validating. You know? That's good. Yeah. Well, we need those because because those are the the messages that we get from life that reinforce for us. It really does pay to change our story. 
it really does change to, to, to pay to change the story that we tell ourselves and to tell others. Because look how quick the result was on that. I mean, what would you say? Twenty four hours? Yeah. It was. It was very fast. It was yeah. Kind of bizarre, almost. Yeah. So that's great. I, but that's also, I had to align myself with that. So I, we, it took us two years to make this short film, mm-hmm. and it's only like thirteen minutes, I think. Uh-huh. Or 11. We cut it down a bunch. I don't know if you ever worked on a film project, but but uh, 15 minutes of quality film footage. Yeah, it's a couple hours edited. at least just to get to get it started, just to even start working on it. And that's not counting the, the re-editing and, and, you know, the reshooting and yeah. whatever else you're having to do. Yeah, it's it's time-consuming. Yeah, it's probably 50 to 100 hours to make it, yeah. the whole thing. That's yeah, I believe it. Yeah, so... I we finally released it because we couldn't find anyone that was interested in like putting it on their website. It's pretty, it's it's absurdist, but it's like pretty obscene also. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's kind of kind of everything that my persona, you know, fits in with. But, the dark dry drew, yeah, yeah, sure. that was, yeah, exa- exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and then he reached out, and so we're we're gonna shoot a film Monday, and so I was like, wow, that is literally like the fastest turnaround I've ever seen on this. So that was pretty cool. There's some other example like that happened recently. I don't remember right now, but yeah, it's just, um, I guess some, some things take their time and then some it's like, mm-hmm. cause you're saying, why is, you know, why isn't this happening right now? Right. That, yeah. Kind of what are, so what are some of the methods you think of, um, I guess reexamining your life and all well, of kind of, I mean, it obviously depends on where I'm at. What, you know, where am I on the emotional scale? If I'm feeling really depressed, I'll I'll take things from a different perspective than I will if I'm feeling okay but stuff isn't showing up or whatever. You know, so where am I at emotionally? If I'm in a deep emotional depression or angry or frustrated or you know something really kind of on a dark side of the emotions, I'm going to do something to just calm myself first before I even try to attract anything. Before I even try to, you know, think about what it is that I want, I, I'll just try to get myself into a better feeling place. Cause I know I do my worst work when I'm in the bad place. When I'm in that really dark place, I just, that's like the worst, that, that, that's, that's the best time to attract the worst. <laughs> if you get my meaning, right? Cause, cause anything that you focus on when you're in that really depressed or dark place is going to be dark and depressed, which means you're going to get more of it. You know, so, so that's my first priority when I'm there. But if I'm in a better place, I do a lot of things. Um, it depends on what it is, but one of my favorite things to do is mirror exercises, which I think I told you about. Um, sometimes I just, yeah. I just do things that, that kind of go out to, to get myself to feel even better than I am. So, you know, like getting out to, into nature or, you know, taking walks or listening to music that's got the positive beat, positive mir- lyrics, positive feel to it. Um, sometimes it's just talking to somebody who's a close friend who I can count on, uh, to, you know, carry a positive conversation. Um, often it's my podcast, doing the podcast episodes with all my co-hosts. I've got great people to talk to every day, twice a day, Monday through Friday. Um, so that's always a good source yeah. for me. Um, I actually have a list, awesome. believe it or not. Um, Patty Framo, who does the Monday afternoon podcast with me, uh, suggested to me one day that I make a, a sort of a go-to list in case I am in one of those places where I need an uplift. I need to pick myself up and turn things around a bit so that I have like a go-to list of things I can do that I know always work for me. And so I did, I put a list together and I've got 18 things on that list. And one of them is actually encompassing another 22 items. So you add them up, there's about 48 items on my list, which kind of surprised me because I didn't know that you could actually write down that many, but it's useful to have. And I have it uh, taped to my wall and if I'm in a dark place, I'll pick one of them. And, and usually I'll pick a simple one, uh, something that I can do really, really quickly. Like uh, one of the very easiest things I can do is just taking the walk. Because nine times out of ten, that'll get me into a better feeling place. On the other hand, if I'm trying to be very specific about, you know, there's something I'm going after, something I, I really want to attract into my life, then that's where I tend to do mirror exercises first. Because the mirror exercise is about getting myself into that good feeling place. And about feeling good about myself. I mean, it's one thing to feel good about where you're at, but it's also another thing to feel good about yourself. And I find that when you're feeling better about yourself and really loving yourself and you're really, 
you know, patting yourself on the back for all the things you've been doing right and so forth, it really picks up the confidence so that when you're putting the request out for whatever it is you're requesting, you're so much more confident it's going to come. But when you're in the opposite place where you're not feeling really good about yourself, I don't care what you're requesting, you're not going to feel confident about it, right? Because you just don't feel good about yourself. So, yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do for something like that. Yeah, that's all I to make a list like that. So I've been, uh, it really pays. I've been doing. Yeah, I I see it because I kind of have sort of a list, not quite like that. It's more like a list of all the fun things I can do. That's um, good. Those are good things to have on the list. Like, what are some of your best things? What if you, if you if you desperately need to just feel better? Okay, never mind attract something. Just you just need to feel better. What's one of your favorite go to things? I, I blast like a pretty heavy metal, ah. like like basically the, the the heaviest, darkest stuff, and that like stabilizes my mood. Really? And then okay. I'll play like a yeah, like a groovier band, and then that kind of I think we we're talking about it. Kind of like if you're like at zero to three on a scale from like zero to ten, yeah, you can't hop from three to ten. No, not really. So you got to go. The first thing is to stabilize where you're at. So if you're at three, listen to something that makes you feel like three. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to something that's like four or five. Ah. And, then, uh, and then one thing, I like to just do like 50 push-ups, and that'll give me like a boost of energy. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't heard that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Whenever I'm tired, which is like more often than I'd like for my age, I guess. I just drop down and do like 50 push-ups and then basically, and it doesn't have, you could do any exercise really, but sure. just enough to kind of get energy. The only problem is if like, if it's at nighttime and I'm like <laughs> totally wired for like an hour and a half, you know, but, uh, I think that's a pretty fair trade-off. Okay. Otherwise, yeah. Or, um, uh, I don't know if you've read Cormac McCarthy. He wrote The Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meridian. Yeah. Yeah. No country. He he was like the uh, the, the forerunner of the beat generation. Yeah, he's, he's um his writing style is like pretty bleak. Mm-hmm. So that's another one that that's what I've been realizing lately. Is I gotta like stabilize my mood. So mm-hmm. Cormac McCarthy's right. Definitely. Okay. So those are those. Are, yeah, hey, if they work for the you, that's the main thing. Knowing what works for you is really the thing because it's not going to be the same for any two people. I mean, you, you can ask friends and, and get ideas from them, and they can do the same thing with you. But ultimately, I mean, I found, like, a lot of people like to meditate. They're just a sit-down meditation. I can't do that. It just doesn't work for me. I can do lie-down meditations. I can do walking meditations. But this traditional meditation, I mean, I lose my attention so quickly on that, it's crazy. So it just doesn't work for me. Um, another thing that doesn't work for me are vision boards. I, I just I get so bored doing vision boards that... It, it, I'm just not getting any value out of them. But there are some people vision boards are wonderful for. Some people you know, doing just straight meditation is wonderful for. So you have to find the ones that work for you. And that's what's good. I'm glad that you found things that work for you, even if they aren't what work for anybody else. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What matters is it works for you. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's kind of what I've been trying to realize lately. Is like yeah. Specifically what works for me. Because that's what it's about. Well, what, what, it, we asked the question, what's holding you back? But really the question is, what's going to move you forward? And that's what you're yeah. describing. You're describing yeah. what moves you forward. And it, when you know that, when you know what picks you up, when you know how what your strategy is going to be most effectively applied to get yourself into that better place, and then you do it, especially if you do it regularly, you don't even ask the question anymore what's holding you back. You start asking the question, what's next? You start looking forward to stuff because now nothing's holding you back. Now it's all about, you know, let's get going. Let's go. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. Right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's definitely like where I'm kind of getting towards. Absolutely. So, okay. Well, um, you're having your conversation with your friend. And you were kind of exchanging advices and so forth. Did you come up with anything new or anything, anything thought provoking or any ideas that helped you uh, move yourself forward as a result of that conversation? Uh, definitely. I think we kind of, let me, uh, I'll pull up. I, I wrote some notes on it. Yeah. Oh, he okay. actually texted me a little while ago that uh, 
I told him to do meditation last night because I told him that whenever I'm like in any on any mood that I don't want to be in, just to meditate, and I'll feel super inspired and great. And, mm-hmm. and he said that he started doing it and that it was a game changer, and that he he finally started writing and that he did it like he meditated ten times. Mm, wow! So it's one of those things that yeah, so that makes me very happy because I don't think he ever would have done it a few years ago, and neither would have I. <laughs> yeah, so you're you're changing the behaviors, you're changing the thought processes. That's a good thing. Let's see. Um, one of the um, I guess we kind of touched on this earlier, but. I was trying to figure out why certain advice, like no matter how obvious it was, took me years to kind of put into my life. And uh, the way I wrote it, that some advice is like a puzzle piece for a section of the puzzle you haven't gotten to yet. It's like you're trying <laughs> to build this whole picture of your life, but you don't even have that section made. So it's just one straggler piece. Mm-hmm. So it just doesn't fit in. And even though you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that. That's like, you know, that is that is a half of a cat head. That's that puzzle piece. <laughs> in terms of the whole thing, you don't get to see it yet. So right. it's like, oh, yeah, like this this piece of advice. That was kind of one of them was just that like, uh, or has, as he and I kind of came to, this is his idea. Uh, in video game terms, like you have to be a higher level character to start that quest. Right. And so that's kind of build other skills before you can get there. Like you're not, you're not ready for that yet. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. That's yeah. a good analogy. That's, yeah. Video, you'd be surprised the video games are pretty much a perfect parallel to life. Yeah. Because, uh, the more I look at it and a lot of people, I guess, seem to look down on games, but yeah, I, I don't know. They've been, well, I don't look down on games. I just get bored by them. I mean, I, now I haven't tried the modern video games, but I mean, I, I got I soured on on games on computer games a long time ago. So I think I just kind of lost interest because of that. But I can see if you're if you're really into them, how they could be life lesson built because not just of the levels, but also there are different degrees of competition. There are different degrees of cooperation. A lot of games take into account things like character, which is Really, an excellent thing to take in, take into account because character drives a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, some of them are bang them up, shoot them up, but some of them aren't. Some of them are. are I've I've actually become aware of certain games that are actually character building, and I mean personal character building rather than putting a character together. You, yeah. you, they're building your character up. So, yeah, I agree. I I think yeah. video games are fabulous from that perspective. I can see why so many people want to play them. Yeah. It definitely, and they, um, they, I mean, there are a lot of vocab words that I never knew when mm-hmm. I was a kid until I played video games. Really? Like a World War II game. Yeah. yeah. I'd learn all this history about World War Two. Yeah. I uh, learned some sort of obscure words, because I've always loved words, so I have like a, I have the dictionary app, and I have all these different words saved, mm. all the, I mean, that, that's what my comedy is, it's mostly wordplay. True. Or like, yeah. uh, ship idea, so. Right. Yeah, words, video games, uh, like you're saying, the character building. I think that for a lot of, I think that a lot of young people are kind of socially awkward. Not everyone, but like a, a pretty fair amount, especially mm-hmm. in the digital age. Mm-hmm. And in the, the character-driven games, that can definitely help um, kind of build, I think, their confidence, at least to some degree, in like how to talk with other people. Because if you're this character in a game and you get to choose the dialogue options and you get to kind of you have the, you can have someone even if it's a video game character it can kind of be like a role model in a sense mm-hmm. like man, sure. they're so cool like they're awesome i want to be like by the way we had a comment from one of our uh, listeners uh on the facebook group the law of attraction changed my life beth ann made a comment about neville goddard which i thought is a good one she says uh neville says it's our self-talk that can hold us back she says today i read his book there is no fiction and he says while walking on earth Man is totally unaware of the food he is mentally eating. Thoughts of horror, anger, jealousy, and hate feed invisible monsters which produce heartaches and pain. Sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. Is, yeah. Completely applicable. And I'm becoming a Neville Goddard that- fan. Uh, Cindy Chavez and I have been doing a number of Neville books, and uh, I've been getting... 
I have to admit, early on, I was not really deeply into him, mostly because I was turned off by all the Bible verses. But now that I understand yeah. him better and understand that the way he's using the Bible verses isn't quite the way the average preacher uses them, um, it, it's much more interesting. And I've been learning a lot from him. So, yeah, thanks, Beth Ann, for bringing up Neville. That was a good one. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't really read more books like that. The one that my mom's my mom's been trying to get me to read The Power of Now for like mm-hmm. years, and mm-hmm. I just and every time I started, I'm like, this is I just it didn't feel like the right time, I guess. But I'm Neville's tough to stuff. I mean, he 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 is not like a plain writer. He's not like an Ernest Hemingway or somebody like that who just plainly speaks out whatever it is he's saying. It's very deep stuff, and it's very esoteric. So you have to spend a lot of time doing what Cindy and I call wearing the Neville decoder ring, where you take what he st- says and kind of break it into pieces and then try to figure out he's using words in certain ways that we don't normally use them in the same way. So what does he really mean? And then you do a lot of word substitutions. And then finally you say, oh, my God, this is what he's actually saying. So it's, it's pretty deep stuff. You have to really study it. And I, I actually recommend anyone who wants to study it, study it with somebody. Um, like I said, Cindy and I have been doing a number of the books. We've done three of them so far. We just started a big one called The Power of Awareness, and uh, we, we're doing them every Tuesday and Wednesday. And it really, really helps. Well, first of all, Cindy's read his stuff more than I have anyway, so she's already fairly knowledgeable. But we pick each other up by just picking out stuff. We'll read like a paragraph on the on the show, and then she'll say, well, I think he's talking about this, and I'll pick up another idea, and I'll say, yeah, and he's also talking about this. She'll say, oh, yeah, you're right, he is talking about that. And we'll start, we'll, together we'll kind of piece together um, what he's saying, whereas when you read it by yourself, you're on your own. You know, it's all up to you to figure out what all the nuances are. So I, I really recommend doing it with somebody instead of trying to do it with, uh, by yourself when you're trying to read Neville. Yeah, I'll have to... I'll ask my mom because she loves those kind of books mm-hmm. so, yeah I'll, I'll... and listen to some of our podcasts that Cindy and I did too we've done quite a few of them yeah. you know eventually we, I think we're going to do all his books eventually it's just a question of how much time do we have <laughs> yeah yeah that's right oh and Beth Ann is saying uh, YouTube has an entire library of Neville speeches which is true yeah YouTube has a lot there are also websites of Neville stuff all of his books are published on websites. You can actually uh, listen to an audiobook version of each chapter on the websites too. So you've got that. But she's right. You can find a bunch of them on, of, of the actual speeches on YouTube. And she says, oh, she, she says more. She says, they've really helped me to understand his interpretation of the Bible. Yep. I have been studying him ever since I learned of your podcast. Oh, good. And in just a few weeks, I feel a wonderful shift in my perspective. Well, good for you, Beth Ann. That's fabulous. Terrific. Well done. All right. Well, it's nice. I'll have to tell Cindy the- that. Yeah, C- Cindy's guy. I know that uh, that we've had that influence. She's going to love that. So that's good. <laughs> um, where were we taking? Oh, I know what it was. Um, you, you were talking about how Neville was a little bit uh, not not. You weren't quite ready for Neville, and uh, that's why. Oh, what I, I, I mentioned is Eckhart Tolle. But uh, oh, Eckhart Tolle. Well, yeah, he's another one. Yeah, which one? Power of Now or which one? Yeah, Eckhart Tolle wrote The Power of Now. It's Power the same of now. kind of thing, though, where it's like, yeah. it's so deep that you have to, it's like reading a textbook. You really yes. have to sit down, read that line. If that line makes sense, if you have to change the words, then you can read the next line, and then... Exactly. Yeah, it's the same. It's like, yeah, it reminds me of, in a way, it reminded me of all the stuff in college, where it's like, you're like, oh, this this math is so hard. And it's like, <laughs> well, it's just if you, do, if you do math for... 19 years like I was doing like once, once you get there it's it's always just like the next step right and, you know when you look back you're like oh my god so that's kind of that's how I'm trying to approach this stuff like mm-hmm. you need the foundation you know right no it's true and and once you have that uh, foundation it does make it a whole lot easier um, but you're right Eckhart Tolle is he's uh, he's another one he his his um, esoteric side is different from Neville Goddard but it's definitely there. And the, the thing that I, I can actually see why Eckhart Tolle might be a good one for you because he has, he spends a lot of time on anger. I mean, he doesn't necessarily label it that way, but a lot of what he talks about is anger about stuff that happened in the past that he's trying to leave in the past and how he learned to change his perspective to not even 
focus on that anymore and just simply focus on what's going on now. That's, that's what a lot of the book is about. But the way he gets there is very deep. It's very intricate. And that does take a lot of time to get through. I mean, is that what you found? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I, like, I, I, I think I read maybe 30 to 50 pages before I, it was reading anything like that was like borderline impossible during college just because of like well, yeah. all this other stuff. Absolutely. And yeah. I, it, it, in my free time, I don't want to sit down and read basically <laughs> what is, feels like another textbook in a mm-hmm. way, you know? So, sure. Uh, yeah, I finally, I finally, and especially lately, I, I fixed up because I live at my mom's house and my dad's house. And uh-huh. I'm trying to like see both of them, more. and then uh, rent here is outrageous. So I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like just work my whole life to live in a in a shack. So I've been trying to fix up both of my rooms to be like the perfect environment uh-huh. for being able to do art and reading, and that's helped so much. Just changing the lighting with like. I got string lights uh, at, at a garage sale, and then they mm-hmm. like the store on sale. And just that alone has made a huge difference. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Small okay. steps can be just as important as the big ones. Lighting is important. I mean, even just the the illumination level of lighting. Not just. I mean, what you're talking about is decorative lighting, and decorative lighting is great too. But just for everyday stuff, I, I've learned this in the last year or so. If you work or play or just live in an environment where the lighting is relatively dim, it's going to bring your energy down. But if you're in an environment where the light is bright and and really alive with light, like I I make sure I have at least three or four hundred watts of uh, worth of by the old measure uh, of light, you know, in lumens like something on the order of twenty five hundred lumens, which would be outdoor lighting, you know, the equivalent of that in whatever room I'm in, because I do better when I have that much light around. Uh, light's very important. And then to add the decorative aspect like you're doing, that's really good because that, that that's like having Christmas 24 hours a day, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I've got uh, pink lights on the ceiling, so the whole room kind of has this nice, calm, ambient vibe. In it. Yep. I bought, even on Amazon, you can just get, like, I got this one that's sort of, um, it, like, projects it on the ceiling and, it, like, spins around. So, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so... Twenty dollars, I can totally change my mood, and then just play, play some uh, like a trip hop music con- uh, compilation from the like two thousands, and that I'll I'll write that down, and yeah, all that works out. That's so, good. That's good. Yeah. So, what are your other strategies? What are the strategies do you have when you need to, you know, change your 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 mood set, or or you're just you're, you're trying to get yourself into a better place. What, what are your other strategies besides what you've talked about? Uh, one, one of them, uh, you know, if the timing's right, is honestly just to go to sleep. Sure. I found that kind of just sort of like checking out without, you know, without drugs or alcohol. Right. You know, you don't want to find unhealthy way to, to be able to zone out. But right. Yeah, just sleeping. That's which is kind of like one of the, I guess, more obvious ones. But it well, sure. a while to be like, just gonna, you know, I gotta just go to sleep. Yeah, sleep, way, sleep yeah. is a reset. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's resetting yeah, your mind. Exactly. It's, it's resetting your mood. It's resetting your day. And actually, the good thing about sleep too is if you can be mindful about it, as they say, uh, you try to go as you're getting ready to go to sleep. You try to focus on how. Um, what went well with your with your day or what you want to go well with the next day. In other words, you try to, to bring the, the, the positive stuff into your conscious mindset, and then that sets the tone for your sleep. And then when you wake up, first thing you do is you try to focus again on the positive side of what's going on so that you're setting your new day. And because you are you just went through a sleep cycle, you've, you've basically wiped a lot of the slate clean. And so you're taking advantage of the fact that you just woke up in a better place. And you're trying to milk that in a sense by focusing on how you want the day to go in a positive way. So yeah, if you combine, yeah. if you can combine that with sleep, that can be really powerful. Okay, I like that. Yeah, that's I've kind of been each night I, I write down. I've got like a notepad on my phone, and I write down everything that I do in a day. It's mm-hmm. like notable. Yeah, and so. 
generally the positive things. And then, uh, the only thing, the downside is that I'll get too excited sometimes and then I can't <laughs> go to sleep, which is like most of the time actually that I, that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to work on this. Can I just work on it? Cause I, I've always been like a night owl. It's like last night I, I was up to like 5 a.m. Cause I just couldn't sleep. I was like thinking about, or, you know, we're shooting this film and I'm working on like, 12 different screenplays and all this stuff and it, it all comes at once right before i'm trying like like during the day i'm not that inspired but mm-hmm. then right before i go to sleep it's like hey all of these amazing things I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm inspired and, yeah so uh getting that balance i guess maybe maybe if i well, well the first question is do you want to sleep i mean from what you're describing it almost sounds like you don't really want to sleep do you want to sleep during that time when you're getting those those no. rings of ideas no, I, that's the problem is is I've never had a sleep schedule since middle school. Mm-hmm. So my entire life is the feeling of jet lag. Mm-hmm. But I ride out inspiration when it comes, and I, I'm always I have like a at nighttime I'm always able to write better, to draw better, to do like everything better. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming because there's people awake. I don't know. I was trying to. I'm like I was talking to my mom about it. I'm like, do you think it's because there's like the energy levels are different at night times because everyone else sleep, like the collective consciousness is more asleep in this area or what could it be? Is it, is it some abstract kind of thing or is it literally just like the house is quiet and darker and that's, that's what gets me going, you know? So looking at that, I wouldn't be surprised if, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the latter actually. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was tied in some way to the topic that Alex and Carlos and I were talking about on Tuesday. We were talking about anxiety because um, Alex actually suffers from anxiety as a disorder. Um, she also has agoraphobia and she is um, she has Asperger's as well. Um, and Carlos's oh. brother, we brought, he, he brought his brother onto the program. His brother also has dealt with anxiety issues for many years. And it makes me wonder yeah. if there's a relationship. I mean, that what you're describing doesn't sound anxious, but the the commonality, like with with uh, Gabriel Carlos's brother, uh, Gabriel found himself to to have severe panic attacks when he was at school with all these people around who were asking him to do all these various things, and and it was just like he would lock up lock up inside. He just kind of you know freeze up and just couldn't think. He couldn't process anything. He couldn't do anything. Now you're not describing freezing up. You're not describing that kind of a blocking thing. But it may be just having all those people around up and about doing their stuff does have an impact on you. And it may be that it, it really does have not just an energetic impact, but you have in some way built up certain expectations about how it's going to affect you. Maybe you think it's going to, I don't know, I- interfere with what you're doing, or maybe you think that uh, it's going to distract you because you wanted to focus on what you're doing, but there's a, this other thing going on over there, and now you're having trouble paying attention or whatever. But, it, it, I mean, it, it could be related in the same sense that, that in both cases – it's being affected by other people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point and a good question to think about. Mm. I I think definitely getting distracted is probably one of them. Mm-hmm. When I really like go deep on something, I can go for hours. Like when I was writing uh, my last screenplay, it'd be like six hours straight of just writing by hand. Wow, yeah. And then outside of that, you know, long periods of in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that like had to be at nighttime. It did not. Actually, I wrote I wrote in the morning on one occasion. But I was uh, my then that was kind of funny too. That, I don't know if that would be the law of attraction necessarily. But I'd been wanting to write screenplay. It was kind of like me coping with a bunch of different bad things all at once. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was visiting my then girlfriend in her, she was living with her parents for the summer and her siblings and stuff. And they all went to church in the morning and mm. I don't go to church and I'm not a morning person, <laughs> but they asked me to go. And so I'm like, Oh God, I have to do this. Like oh, if I yeah. say no, it's just going to look bad. Mm-hmm. And so I got out of bed and I, I was, I did not sleep nearly enough. And I had my notebook sitting there and I'm like, I kind of want to, I'll try and like start writing my screenplay when I get there. And I'm like, I don't know. I, 
I'm tired. I think I might just go back to sleep. And she's like, what? She's like, this is going to mean so much to my parents. And then out of nowhere, there's a giant spider on my shoulder, and it runs across my arm. And I, like, just jump up and fling the spider off. Wow. And right after that, I had all this adrenaline coursing through me. I'm like, you know what? We're going to church. <laughs> and I started writing this screenplay. So if you ever see my film in the theater, you can thank that spider as much as you can thank me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, apparently you got exactly what you needed at that moment in time. Even though you really didn't want to go, you put out there, I got to find some way to get up and go. And the universe said, okay, here you go. One spider made to order. Yep, that's right. So <laughs> it, it was bizarre. I like it materialized out of thin air, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That was one of those moments. If that hadn't happened, I might not have been where I'm at right now. So, Yeah. Yeah, so you, right. Reading the, uh, there's some joke about it online. One of those, like the onion news things. It was about, uh, a lot of people dying because they, they fail to read the omens correctly. And I thought it was kind of a funny idea that, that there probably are, you know, we can, and omens is kind of one of those things, whether or not it's true, it's like, oh, whatever, but just kind of picking up on small things in your life where you're like, hmm, maybe I should do that. Just getting, Whatever it takes to help boost you in the right direction, you know. Well, if it, if it helps you to get going on what you want to do, then, you know, more power to you on something like that. The thing I like to remember about yeah. signs and stuff like that, we tend to, as human beings, we tend to think that a sign is a portent of something to come. What we forget is that signs are always indications of, what, of where we've been. You know, a sign is actually yeah. born out of some kind of past experience. And it's it's coming together in, in the form of the sign, and and does that mean that uh there, that it's impossible for it to come true in the future? No, I mean if you focus on something, it's going to come true because you're focusing on it. But the thing to remember is why the sign was there. The sign wasn't there because it's an omen saying this is what's coming. The sign was there because you were already focused on this in some way in the past. You already manifested this. It was already part of your life in some way. And the sign is saying, you know, this is a thing for you. Here it is. Oh, I really like that. I, I never thought of it in that way. That's interesting. It takes a lot of the uh, the stigma away, a lot of the um, the angst that people often have with signs. Because you know, I mean, you see it often in the groups. You see people posting things like, "Oh, I just saw one 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 two 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 three three three. What does it mean? You know, is, is this good? Is it going to be bad? What what what's coming? You know?" And like, no, no, no. This is this is just a reflection of where you've been. It's not where you're going. It's where you've been. If you continue to focus on, it, you'll get more of it. But it's where you've been. And when you look at it that way, all of a sudden it gets calmer. Like, oh, okay. Because now it's something to learn from. Now it's something to you know, get some insight on. And that's what really signs are good for, getting insight. Understanding where you are and how you got there and why you're there. Aren't those the questions we always are asking each other and asking ourselves, you know, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? Why, why am I continuing to be stuck on this one thing over and over again? And then a sign comes along and, and kind of nudges you, like, here's the clue. Here's the answer to your question. Right? Yeah. I'll have to try and start implementing that, I guess. That's kind of... Oh, you don't really have to implement it. You just have to be aware. Because a sign can come from anywhere. Signs Actually, the best signs come from inside. And I'm still learning that one. But the best signs come intuitively. They come in into your mind, so to speak, or into your heart, and they just kind of appear. And and what they really are is they're they're, they're messages from the non physical side of you, from from the inner being, from the higher being, from God, from source, from the energy, from the universe, whatever you want to call it. But they are messages from the rest of you, the the part of you that's not that. There's the part of you that's in the physical world, and then there's the rest of you, and. Whatever you label, label you want to put on that is up to you. But the main thing is, when you get these messages that seem to come out of the blue, that's where they're coming from. And they're always meant for your benefit. They're never meant to harm you. Because your inner being always wants the best and brightest for you. I like that a lot. I'll try and, if I, if the, if I catch one in the near future, I'll make sure to write it down. 
That's yeah, it's a good talk about that. It's a good strategy because it kind of reminds you what it is, you know, what the sign was, or that there was a sign, right? <laughs> so often we forget. Yeah, oh, was there? Sense. Was there a sign there? Yeah. Oh, I guess there was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting. Huh. I mean, do you have a lot to think about? Have you? Have you? Can you think of any signs that have come into your life recently that maybe you kind of had dismissed, but all of a sudden, oh yeah, I did have that. Yeah, there's um, there's a really positive one. I can't I can't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Much, that's uh, all right. But that yeah, that's a good that, like, when you have that in your mind, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter that you have to tell a story or anything like that. But it is a story, positive or negative, doesn't matter which one. It's a story that you want to tell clearly to yourself, because when you tell it clearly to yourself or maybe to somebody you trust, um, when when you tell the story clearly, the sign starts to be informative. It's like you fill in the details by telling the story. And as you fill in the details, yeah. it starts to have more meaning. And it also starts to um, give you clues, very often clues to the questions you've been asking about things. If you've had a number of questions that have been kind of weighing on you for a while, they often get answered by this sign activity, the, these these messages, these thoughts, these images, these ideas that come to you out of seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. Huh. And ultimately, it's just yeah, you. I mean, that's the cool part. It's ultimately just you, but just perhaps doesn't belong in the sentence <laughs> because we're, mis- we're we're magnificent beings. We we are magnificent physical beings, and we are magnificently connected to the non-physical side. We're just we're incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and, and figuring out each little tiny aspect of that is sort of an adventure in itself. But it is. Yeah, that's kind of, it's the, uh, the journey, not the destination. I think that's kind of where mm-hmm. it rings true the most. It's like the personal journey on the inside, you know. And you're talking about Eckertolli earlier. You're talking about the fact that it was rather dense yeah. stuff. Well, at the at the base of the dense stuff, what Tolly is saying is. All you have is now. Use the now. And one of the ways to use the now is by, as stuff occurs to you, as signs come to you, so to speak, pay attention to them right now, not tomorrow. Not Don't think about them in terms of yesterday. Think of them in terms of now. Focus on them in terms of now. Stay with the now. Because when you, well, first of all, now is all we have. But secondly, that's where you do your best learning in the now. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I've, I think I've finally been... This is, oh, here's a really tiny piece of advice my friend and I kind of, oh, okay. one of my friends mentioned, and then I mentioned it to my friend last night, and mm-hmm. he and I both agreed, uh, putting the phone on silent. So when the phone's on the vibrate, it's like mm-hmm. having ADHD, and it'll just distract you out of nowhere. And that's such a minor change that I never realized until recently, but it's made a huge difference. In other words, just instead of like, instead of vibrate, just make it completely silent so there's no notification of all at all. Yeah, I see exactly. Okay. So that you're completely focused on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's the one that I. If, if any of the listeners, if you have your phone on vibrate, maybe it's like I get it. Like my dad keeps it on vibrate in case my sister and I ever call and it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Like for where I'm at right now, I, I keep it on silent just because, you know, one out of 500 things on my phone is going to be important. And so generally, if I check every hour, that's fine. But yeah, so I found that that was keeping me from uh, being in the moment, be it playing a video game, watching a movie, reading a book, whatever. Just at the, the like that. I'm like, oh, what's, what's that? But even right. if I didn't care about it consciously there's like some reaction in my brain that's mm-hmm. oh, a message oh. and that yeah throwing me off so we certainly aligning, get you know, line we certainly get a lot of messages that we don't need in life and so you're right i mean any ways that we can any steps we can take to minimize the, the way they distract us is good because we don't want to be distracted we want to be focusing on what we want yeah yeah exactly so I guess, uh, yeah, that would be the big finding out all the small things that are distracting you from your path mm-hmm. or that are not in the correct alignment. Mm-hmm. So 
Now I think we, we, we can start to definitively answer the question we raised at the beginning. The question we raised is what's holding you back? And we've pretty much agreed, okay, it's not so much what's holding you back, it's how are you going to live going forward? And what are you going to do? How are you going to live now? And, and if you run into a, a resistance point of some kind, some kind of a barrier, uh, which you inevitably put up unwittingly, but you still put it up, what are you going to do to get around it? How are you going? To, what what strategy are you going to take to get around it? That, that that's really what the question is, and we've identified a number of different ways to attack it, uh, including getting yourself into a better feeling place, having a go to list of things to do to that that do feel better that that help you um, enjoy the now more than you did a moment ago, um, and just some more miscellaneous ideas like uh, the one you shared about. Um, how just get if you get rid of little distractions, those little distractions, once they're out of the way, almost turn your life into a more meditative state. And meditation is really good for you. Meditation is how you clear the head. It's how you get back into balance, into alignment. So, you know, anything that helps you along that line is going to be good. So this has been good. Yeah, yeah. Lots, lots to think about over the next uh, entire life. <laughs> the entire life, right. <laughs> That's really what it's all about. I was going to say, like, until next week, but really just kind of forever. It's just, uh, I guess, updating on whatever lessons and knowledge came mm-hmm. over time. Well, we have a few minutes left, and I want to make sure I get our messages in. So let me do that before we run out of time completely. Um, first one, and most important of all, is if you are not yet a subscriber, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I mean, come on. We have all these great discussions we're doing every single day, twice daily, Monday through Friday, and once again on Sunday. And they all come streaming to your smartphone every day that they get published um, automatically so that you can listen to them whenever you're ready. And um, they're on a variety of topics that are all they all touch upon law of attraction, but they're really all about life, various aspects of life. And you can pick and choose which ones to listen to. You can um, you can stream them all together. You can you know, go crazy just uh, binge listening to all of them, whatever you want. But the point is, have them at your fingertips because you know then you're getting your daily dose whenever you need your daily dose of happy. And subscribing is really easy. If you haven't figured out how to do it, um, we've got links in most of the places where we're posting the podcast. Um, we also, if you do, can't find the link in the description, just... Uh, go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. You'll find links there for Android users, for iPhone and iPad users, um, and, and it's just walk, walking you through the steps after that. And then, oh, the other thing, and, this, and Drew, you, this may sound kind of strange to you, but I realized today I hadn't been saying this part. You actually have to listen to the episodes once you subscribe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny thing. It doesn't do you any good to subscribe and have all the episodes coming to your phone and you don't listen to them. So make sure you spend time, you know, put some time aside to actually listen and, and, and learn from them because you're going to get a lot out of it and, and really build you up your, your ability to get into and stay in that happy place that you need to be in to do your best deliberate creation. And then once you've been listening, share the fact that you've been doing it on your favorite social media channels. Um, whatever one you use, if you're an Instagrammer, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, you know, post that you've been listening to LOAToday.net. That not only helps get the word out, it helps to lift the vibration of all the listeners who find out about it because that's my goal. And I think that's our goal as, as podcasters. We want to help more and more people get their daily dose of happy so they can get to that higher vibration level. So subscribe, share, be part of it. We appreciate uh, all the listeners who are there. And uh, we, we appreciate you continuing to come back over and over again. So now all we got to do, Drew, is we got to figure out what our, our topic is going to be for next week. Um, yeah, I, gosh, I'm sure we'll figure it out by then. But, I mean, I, I've got, I'm sure there's plenty more to dig where we've been digging thus far. <laughs> so, Well, the mind is endless. Yeah. The mind is endless, and there, there, yeah. there are so many different possible ways to go. Um, I'm wondering if maybe we shouldn't be piggybacking a bit on some of the topics that we're doing on the Tuesday afternoon podcast with uh, Carlos and Alex, because all three of you are pretty much in the millennial generation, and I'm really beginning to appreciate how the topics for you guys are really different from the topics for like my generation or for the Gen Xers or whatever, uh, and, and that it's really important to address them. So. Uh, I mean, if you and I are not coming up with with topics directly, maybe we can just uh, 
uh, jump on top of there. It's like, uh, like I said, this past Tuesday we were talking about anxiety, and we're going to do like part two this coming Tuesday. Uh, but maybe there are variations on anxiety that we can turn into a topic for next time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't personally have it uh, as like a major problem, but mm-hmm. I, I know that it um, creeps up with uh, the IBS symptoms sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I definitely get it here and there. Yeah, that would be a good one. We talked That's also good. about the IBS briefly in, in, in one of the po- previous podcasts, but we didn't really, did we go into depth about that? I can't remember if we did or not. Um, I don't remember how in depth it was, but I, you know, I can always talk about more, uh, you know, always stumbling upon more ideas. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. Because I think that's really what we need to do. The more that um, we can touch on topics that are, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't want to be stereotypical about it, but there, there are topics that are more meaningful to your generation than, for, than to other generations. And I really want to start bringing those out. So the more that we can do to do that, um, I mean, I know that more listeners will be appreciative. I'll be appreciative. Uh, and my appreciation is based on the idea that I want this to be a podcast that reaches all generations, not just my generation, not just the generation that followed mine, all generations, because the topic is universal. So it should be universal. It should be appealing to everybody. And uh, so I'm going to count on you. I need you to help develop the, the topic line for the millennial generation because, hey, that's your generation. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, um, I guess some of, some of the main things that I've noticed would be like, for instance, uh, there's a lack of role models and a clear path. Because if you go back a hundred years ago, there were a lot less career options. You mm-hmm. kind of had like, okay, what are you going to do? Are you going to be a businessman? Are you going to be a doctor? Are you going right. to go to war? Like there's certain options, but nowadays it's, you know, where do you go? And then uh, even because my friends and I have talked about this, uh, when you graduate college, most of the entry level jobs request like, you know, years of work experience and all these different skill sets. And I've been told to just apply anyway, because mm-hmm. that apparently uh, the prereqs scare people off. Yeah. But sort of the, I think my generation, uh, for the most part, at least I feel this way uh, here and there or more often at certain times, but uh, a feeling of kind of like being in limbo, that there's no, I mean, like the government, there's lots of corruption and problems and sort of, you know, there's not this, uh, it's it's pretty split right now. And so regardless of which side you're on, it, it's not a good feeling for anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that I think that the younger generations kind of like are, are starting to feel that burden, especially because eventually everyone that's, Everyone that's causing all of the problems that we're seeing is going to be dead, and then we're going to have basically to deal with all of that, and then to not do the same thing. Yeah, and it's you know, yeah. So that's um, all of that kind of stuff, and trying you know how to how to use the law of attraction to benefit that. How do we uh, you know con- conservation biology that kind of stuff? How can we take small steps in our lives to better do this and that, all that. So those yeah. conservation and biology. People you are, said biology. That's an interesting word. Where, where, where does that fit in for you? Uh, the con- uh, I had friends in college that were conservation biology and oh, con- oh, as one topic, conservation biology. I'm sorry. Okay, I thought you were saying two topics. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, with the bees possibly going extinct and uh, got it. Meat okay. and dairy. You know, way more than what they actually provide uh, like now or not. I don't know if this is the whole U.S. or just California, but the re- I think China's not taking in our recycling now or something like that. So there's just like all these um, I guess what, what I was reading recently was that uh, recycling varies from place to place. Mm-hmm. And so like you're, you might not do anything for recycling. It's like, okay, so then what can you do if your city's not going to handle it? Okay. So all of all of these like small questions that are kind of like some of them out of reach of you know what can I actually do in my life? But then a lot of them are like, okay, you could take these small steps or just right. educate other people, and you know that's just as important as any other step in the mm-hmm. process. Okay. 
Well, next Thursday is Thanksgiving, so obviously we don't have a podcast on next Thursday. So the following Thursday, why don't we pick up the lack of role models one? Let's let's make that the topic for the following Thursday. And I, I made a couple notes yep. on the others too, and you know that way I, I know what to suggest uh, you know each week thereafter, and and see which one floats your boat. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. All right, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Okay, have a great week. And we'll see you all, all of our listeners next time as well here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.